Friendships can be a really tricky thing. Believe me, I know. I wasn't exactly blessed in the friendship department growing up, and I've had a lot of struggles <laughs> making friends that stick and finding friends that aligned with my vibes and lifestyle habits. So, if you're looking for tips on how to improve your relationships with others and not compromise your routines, you've come to the right place. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lucky Girl Guide podcast, your one-stop shop to all things wellness and good vibes. Hi, this is your host, Amrita Kana speaking, and I am so happy you're here. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys all know that I am dealing with such a wonderful canker sore right now. It's literally on the side of my cheek, and it's so uncomfortable, and I can't speak properly because of it. I got it last night because I was taking a little nap in my car and I kept biting my cheek the wrong way and it's just not the best thing to deal with right now. But I wanted to catch up a little and do a check-in with you guys. How are you all doing? I hope you are having a fantastic Sunday morning listening to this episode or whenever it is that you are listening to the episodes, whether you are cleaning or doing homework. I love you all and I hope it's going amazing for you. I had the shittiest work week this week, okay? I was so stressed because I had a scholarship essay to submit this Thursday and I had a history assignment, chemistry test, and two presentations due on Friday. But basically it's been a hectic week and I am so grateful to slow down and catch up with you guys. Okay, so I got asked to do an episode on relationships, specifically on how to manage having a boyfriend or girlfriend alongside school, work, extracurriculars, and friendships. So I decided to turn this episode into an advice session slash Ask Amory kind of episode. So I asked you all on the Lucky Girl Guide Instagram on what you wanted to hear related to friendships and relationships, and a lot of you had questions like how to say no when you are busy, how to make time for friendships when you have a busy life, how to deal with abandonment issues, and I totally get that. Those questions are the same ones that I've had growing up and navigating friendships in my teens now. Speaking of, if you aren't following the Lucky Girl Guide Instagram, make sure you're doing that if you want to have a say and help out with how the episodes go. In order to keep everything I want to talk about cohesive and so that you guys know what we are going to discuss today, I'll structure this episode in this order, starting with general friendship tips, so how to make friends that align with your healthy habits and lifestyle, how to make time for them without neglecting other tasks, how to say no when you are busy, how to make time for yourself and know when to take some time for yourself to avoid burnout, how to stay friends with people you don't see often anymore, and then I will move on to the romantic aspect of relationships, so how to manage having a boyfriend or girlfriend with school, work, and extracurriculars, as well as your friendships with your existing friends, and also how to feel secure in a relationship when you have abandonment issues. 
It's a lot to think about and go into, and I want to emphasize that these are very important questions to ask, and I am so proud of you all for taking these steps to building your dream life. Before we dive in, here's the motivational quote for the week and this episode. Surround yourself with people who care about you, not just those who say it, but those who show it. This is so important to remember when navigating making new friends, getting out of toxic relationships, whatever your case is, remember that actions matter more than words do. Also, I'm not going to be touching on how to deal with toxic friends and relationships in this episode. I feel like I have so much to say on that topic that I will spare you from listening to a 60-minute episode and just make an episode that's separate from this if you want me to talk about my experience with toxic relationships and how I managed to find my self-worth and leave. That being said, sit down, grab some coffee or tea or whatever drink you want, and let's dive in to how to navigate and balance relationships in your life. To begin, I will take you on a journey way back to when I was five years old and just immigrated to Canada from Sri Lanka. I had no friends and we moved to a city that was predominantly white. So I grew up going to school where pretty much everyone looked similar to each other except for me and being the only person of color or pretty much one of the only people of color in my school didn't make friendships easier for me. I had a great group of friends for a while but no matter what they never stuck. I grew up feeling alienated and just not very secure in myself for a long time and I also let go of a lot of cultural aspects of my life and just got, you know, like whitewashed. (laughs) Like I lost who I was because I was trying so hard to fit in and to make people like me growing up. It wasn't until I went to high school that I met my current friend group who I love and cherish and who I respect and in turn respects me. And the lessons I've learned from this that I wish I could go back in time and tell little Amory to look out for is the fact that my people are out there. I never needed to change myself or go through so much mentally and physically to make friends. Also, from my experience, when kids get to the middle school age, they're just so mean, like unnecessarily petty and mean and it's just exhausting and I am so sorry if you're currently going through this or if you went through it but I promise you that it does get better okay like maybe it doesn't get better for you in high school maybe it gets better for you in university but whatever happens I promise you it will get better and It took me going to high school in a different city and studying in a program that aligned me with other kids like me, other diverse students who were driven and focused and had similar interests as me to find my group of people. And it takes time, but you will find that group of people for you. So the biggest tip I learned from my own experience is in order to find people aligned with you, and where you want to go in your dream life, you have to go to the places where you'll find those people. If you're looking for friends who love going to the gym, go to the gym or a workout class or a yoga studio and just interact with people there. 
I meet a lot of people who are interested in the same things through Instagram. And I, I know that sounds crazy because we've all grown up hearing how it's not safe to talk to people online because they could be anyone. And honestly, that's so valid. But the closest friendships I've ever had, especially during the pandemic, were all online for obvious reasons. And I feel like the pandemic opened up our world of online relationships and meeting new people and made it so much easier to meet others with the same interests. So I totally recommend branching out following accounts with the same interests as you and just start networking. Taking care of your mental health is so important, okay, regardless of the relationships in your life. And while hanging out with friends can be amazing for your mental health, and especially after the week I've had, I was so grateful to hang out with my friends last night. We actually celebrated one of my friend's birthdays and we made our own pizza and watched scary movies for Halloween um, and I enjoyed that very much and that was exactly what I needed but knowing when to step back and say no to events and just prioritize yourself is so important as well and when I was reading the questions one of them was how to know when I need to step back and take some time for myself before I burn out and to that I'd just say you know okay when you know and you're asking how to avoid burnout that's a sign that you need to step back and prioritize yourself. I know how hard it can be to say no to events and I've had this fear of missing out and at times I still have FOMO and it's so real and it sucks but sometimes you have to come first, okay? Because what's going to happen is you're going to go to the event, have fun but then immediately start feeling drained halfway through. Or you won't even feel like having fun. You might feel like you're forcing yourself to be there. And that is not the vibe, okay? Those are not the vibes we want around our friendships. There's this analogy that my mother always told me because we used to travel a lot growing up. And it was, you have to put the oxygen mask on you first in order to help someone else. For context, if you've never been on a plane, they always give this big announcement before they take off accompanied by this instructional video where they show you what you're supposed to do in case of an emergency. And one of the videos is an oxygen mask protocol. So you're supposed to pull the mask on yourself before helping the person next to you. And I've always loved this analogy because of how important and easy it is to relate to self-care. You have to be able to fill your cup and fill your battery in order to be there for everyone else as a happy, positive presence. And I noticed this week and recently in terms of just how tired I've been and how I haven't been getting the amount of sleep my brain has been craving, which has resulted in me being incredibly cranky and snappy with everyone in my class and honestly bless them. They were so sweet to me through it all, but they knew it was out of character for me because of how sweet I am to everyone regardless of how my day is going. So even with a bad day, just not keeping up with my self-care can easily burn me out and ruin my interactions with others during my day. It's so important to take care of yourself and your own mental health because that allows you to keep showing up for everyone you care about. In terms of knowing when to take a break, you will know, okay? Your body will always tell you when to take a step back. It's just up to you to pay attention to the cues you're getting. The way you're talking to others lately, your mood, how you feel when you're going about your day, 
and prioritizing yourself and your needs, whether it be self-care or schoolwork or extracurriculars, whatever it is, will help you with saying no to events. Because the truth is, when you align yourself with people who see eye to eye with your goals and live a similar way, they are not going to get mad at you for stepping back a little and focusing on recharging because they believe in those goals too. They know you're working on your dream life and they'll be proud of you. So surround yourself with people. Surrounding yourself with people who see that version of you helps it be easier to say no to that FOMO and prioritize yourself. This was something I just learned because I live so far away from my friends. I have a 40-minute ride to my friends' houses and that really helps me prioritize which events I will be attending on an important scale. Don't get me wrong, I try to go to almost every single event, but that's just not realistic, okay? So my advice for you is to spend time with yourself. Take a nice long shower, watch a movie, do something for yourself when you can't make an event with friends. And chances are, you'll realize how fun it actually is to have these moments alone and allow time for your self-care and self-reflection. Making time for your friendships is just as important as saying no to hangouts when you're too busy. There is a difference between being too busy to hang out and just being swamped and giving yourself one free day before hanging out. Always cutting hangouts because of your busy schedule is not healthy, nor does it help create meaningful relationships with the people in your life. You're allowed to take a break. You're allowed to stop working all the time and take a couple hours off to hang out with your friends. Because most likely, the thing that always happens is we cancel on plans saying we're too busy. And then we find ourselves scrolling on TikTok for another hour or so after we finish work. When we could just reschedule the hangout for later in the day. Making time for that human interaction off your screens. Making those memories. It's all so important and when you take the time to reflect, you'll realize that when you switch from spending your time mindlessly scrolling to just living your life, you'll have so much time to cross things off your bucket list. The way I love balancing friendships with my busy schedule is I try to schedule at least one human social interaction hangout on the weekends. I sounded so formal the way I said that, (laughs) but... Prioritizing my social interaction helps keep my mental health balanced after such a busy week. I find energy in my hangouts with friends and it's the perfect way to end a busy week. Even scheduling friendship hangouts can help you work on working your schedule around those dates. So figuring out the time. It's all about making it a priority. When you make something a priority in your life, you will do whatever it takes to hit your goal for that task. How to stay friends with people you don't see often anymore. This was one of my favorite questions when I was reading through the responses because it reflects on my own life so well. My best friend Anna, we met in grade 9, literally the second day of school, And at the end of grade 9, she ended up moving to Spain, and yet we never stopped talking. We've kept our friendship alive for the past three years, and I love her to death. I saw her again for the first time this past August when she came to visit, and honestly, it was the best moment of my summer. 
Despite the distance, obviously we don't see each other every day, but we make it a priority on either end to respond to each other every single day. And obviously life happens and sometimes it's every couple days, but we're always talking to each other and we try to FaceTime each other anytime we are not super busy. She's the person I share everything with as soon as it happens and she is one of my biggest supporters. But I wouldn't say we'd ever be here with our friendship if one of us just gave up talking. Okay, that literally gave me shudders. I just hated even thinking of that idea. But it just goes to show that you can literally be friends with anybody, no matter the distance. Or if you see them every day, it's all about effort and commitment. Okay, friendships are literally like a romantic relationship. I always see it as when you lose friends, it hurts just like a breakup does. And both equally require time, commitment, and effort. You can't just expect to stay friends with someone if you're not putting in the effort to keep a conversation going with them and catch up. But it's also a two-way street. If they aren't reciprocating your energy and giving it back to you, then they're not responding or they're responding dryly, then they are not worth keeping around and putting effort into. A relationship or a friendship that involves distance or separation of some sort will never ever work if both parties are not putting in equal effort. So taking the time to put that effort in to reach out and talk to them and keep the friendship going is how you're going to keep up with those long distance friendships or the friends that you don't see often. All right, so that is going to be the end of the friendship talk. So moving on to the relationship talk. All right, main question is, how can I manage having a boyfriend or girlfriend with all my other commitments, school, work, extracurriculars, and other friendships? So for those of you who don't know, Sam is my boyfriend of almost a year now, but it's been an entirely different experience dating him than my past relationships. He's in the same classes as me, does the same study program as me, and all of our other friends. He shares the same friendships as I do with the same group of people, and most importantly, managing my own time, doing my schoolwork, and making time for all my social commitments, including spending time with him, is never a struggle. But then again, I just got super lucky with Sam because I did have awful experiences in my love life, and I totally love this question because I can just dig deep and figure out what worked for me to help you guys. Let me tell you the one thing I've learned throughout my history of dating which is female friendships are so important. In general, friendships are so important, but having the advice of your female friends is the most powerful resource you can ever have when you're in a relationship or in life in general. Making time for those friendships, having that break from your partner and just going from your role of girlfriend-boyfriend into the role of a friend is really important to have a balanced relationship. And it's the really stupid things, you know, like laughing with face masks on, singing the lyrics of your favorite songs really loudly, singing the wrong lyrics, <laughs> and having girl sleepovers. Like, yeah, you can do all of those things with your boyfriend, but to me, it just hits different with your group of girl best friends. 
and I'll take you through some context of my past relationships to give you some insight into why I think your friendships should always be a priority no matter what relationship you're in. I was in a relationship that was really not good for my mental health. I lost all my friends because I didn't prioritize them enough and the guy was just not supportive of my friends and would give me situations in which I had to choose him or my friends and me being young and this being my first serious relationship, I went and chose him and I regret that a lot. It was honestly so lucky that I have my old friends back and it's all okay, but it's never going to be the same as the way it was before my old relationship. And that hurt me deeply, okay? It took me some time to get used to that, but that definitely was the hardest thing that I had to go through. And it wasn't even when the relationship ended. It was kind of in the middle when it started. And I have nothing against my ex as a person. He's great. I have nothing but respect for him. And he's actually so helpful and talented. But we were just not the best match romantically. And that happens. And that's okay. And I learned that I personally put importance on my friendships now because of this experience. And dating Sam is like a breath of fresh air for me. And I found someone that never puts me in the situation of choosing him over other people in my life. And he's actually going to be on the pod sometime soon as the first guest. And we'll talk about all things relationships and get into all the lessons we learned through our own dating histories. So if you're in a relationship with someone where you're trying to figure out how to fit them into your life, two things are happening. Either your schedule is just too busy for a partner and you're overbooking yourself, sending you into a mentally draining situation, or you're just not sure what's important in your priority list. I will always prioritize school over dates or hangouts because that's what ranks the highest on my list. I am and was always an academically motivated student and just needed that academic validation for my mental health. And I've just begun to accept that now instead of being so hard on myself for it. So for me, school comes first. Managing a partner with your life is very similar to managing so many pieces of homework in a week. It helps if your partner is really good with accommodating themselves to fit your schedule. Sam is great with that because he knows how important school is to me and will go another couple weeks without hanging out. And I do the same for him. And yes, we miss each other, but note that we also get to see each other in school every day, so it's easier to handle. If you don't see your partner throughout your day, then save your weekends for them. Or even just look at your schedule and find an hour or two to block out and catch up with them over FaceTime. Again, this comes down to the effort you're willing to put in into having a partner and being there for them because in a relationship, you're able to have someone to lean on and support you when you're in need of that support and it goes both ways. Sometimes we tend to be really selfish by default and we just have to step back and check on the other person's needs as well. So If you're having trouble juggling your relationship with your friendships and school work-life balance, just break it down and find spaces throughout your week to catch up with friends and your relationship. And it seems overwhelming. I know, I'm getting overwhelmed just thinking about it, but 
it seems like a lot of work, but if you're willing to keep this relationship in your life, it's worth the work, okay? Just ask yourself if this relationship is something you're willing to work for and adjust your life slightly to make room for them because what are the positives of this relationship? That's just something to think about from me to you. Think about the positives and what you are trying to get out of this relationship. As someone who struggles with BPD, that's borderline personality disorder, I have so much experience with the feeling of abandonment in relationships. For me, it's always there. It's always going to be in the back of my mind in the quietest voice, but I think that choosing a partner that makes you feel so secure in yourself and where you stand in their life is the game changer. Okay, yes, you're probably going to hear it from Sam when he comes on the pod, but I do sometimes ask him the stupidest questions, like if he's going to leave, like literally out of nowhere. It doesn't even make cohesive sense, but this feeling of abandonment has greatly diminished while dating Sam, and that's honestly because of his constant affirmations that he gives me and the actions that he does that proves to me how much he cares. My love language is words of affirmation, so I honestly need those words of validation to feel loved, and that's my biggest tip, is to find your love language and let your current partner know what you need to feel loved, or look for a partner that complements that love language for you. The feelings of abandonment will get weaker as your self-growth and your self-worth grows because of the love you're given. Similarly, if you believe that you are the best thing ever to exist, if you believe that you are an amazing partner and someone would be crazy to abandon you, it's actually an effect. It's literally the same style as the law of attraction and you'll slowly program your brain into being so self-appreciative that you radiate that confident energy into your relationships. The hardest part about abandonment in relationships is the self-fulfilling prophecy. And I get that. It's hard to stop imagining scenarios where the person you love leaves and it's horrible and I, I feel you. And I know just how awful and traumatic that has to be for you. But the more you think of your partner in scenarios like that, the more your actions towards your partner will reflect that. And that's not what we want. The best advice I can ever give you in terms of abandonment and feeling secure in relationships is to take a deeper look at yourself and begin healing your traumas. Our feeling of abandonment comes from trauma, some kind of memory or traumatic experience. And just think of that prompt. Think of this prompt. Why do I feel like everyone is going to leave me? Who has already left? And this is a very reflective prompt that can be very triggering, but that allows the emotions and the words to spill out onto the page. Laying it all out on a page is going to be very easy to distinguish where this feeling started and how you can take steps to healing the memory of that experience and trauma. We also have to be mindful of attachment styles, not just in relationships, but in friendships as well. And with BPD, I used to get overly attached to people I've met just a couple days ago, and I used to let them dictate how I felt and what I did, and I'd get deeply hurt over those people leaving my life. 
even if now I reflect on those moments and realize it was completely a natural time for them to leave. Attachment styles are when people attach themselves to others in different ways, so possibly based on very early relationships or experiences. And these include the secure attachment style, the avoidant attachment style, and the anxious and ambivalent attachment styles. So the secure one is trusting without concerns for abandonment and feeling high self-worth and being liked. That's the style that we want and that we're working towards. And avoidant attachment style is the suppression of needs due to repeated rejection and difficulty in forming intimate relationships and anxious attachment style is worries that others will not reciprocate intimacy and it's caused by inconsistent experiences with past relationships so if you find that any of the last two attachment styles are you don't worry you are not alone. I am here for you and I feel you because I've been there and sometimes I'm still there. The important thing is that you're here and you're listening and you're tackling the steps towards your dream life for yourself. And I am so proud of you. The thing I found to be really helpful was to reprogram my brain by giving myself the words of affirmation and learning to believe them. Find your love language and practice that towards yourself in some small way every single day. And feel free anytime to reach out to me on the LGG Instagram or even my main Instagram linked below in the show notes and ask if you have any more questions or if you want to talk. Anyways, that was a lot to cover and I think I'm going to end this episode off here for you guys. I hope this helps you in navigating the relationships in your life and figuring out how to balance them. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a rate and review. It honestly helps the show out more than you know. And as always, I have the episode submission and feedback Google form linked in the show notes for you all to have a say in what I get to talk about on the pod. I love you all so much. And Thank you so much for tuning in to the Lucky Girl Guide. I can't wait to hang out with you all next week. Mwah.